0: ...in a small apartment directly under the ambassador's residence, and I'd wake up most mornings, ears assaulted by the sound of explosions. When Ramadan began in September 2006, we were hit by bombings for 60 days, continuously. Every time you drove out of the embassy, you were a target for a suicide bomber with a VBIED, vehicle-borne improvised explosive device. I had a silver metallic land cruiser with level 3 body armor, but it could never withstand a direct hit. If you were at an intersection, you had to be ever vigilant for VBIEDs, even cruder. In the mob crowding the streets, asking for handouts, some kid rolls a hand grenade under the chassis, and no last-second prayers. That's the end of it. It was a bright June morning, and the mountain bowl of Kabul was already heavy with the promise of a hot, fetid afternoon ahead. I was at my desk, right under the imperious gaze of Custer, when I got a call from Group Supervisor Mike Marsak, who was managing one of our daily undercover operations. I'd approved an op in which my investigative assistant, Tariq, along with an Afghan informant codenamed 007, was sent in undercover to purchase three kilograms of heroin for fifteen grand. The dealers we were targeting were a smaller tributary crew, but I had a hunch that infiltrating them could lead us deeper into the orbit of the biggest opium and heroin organization on the planet, and the man reputed to be their leader, the mysterious Haji Khan. It should have been a routine buy. I'd done hundreds of them in my career. But now I heard Marsak out of breath, scared shitless. Ed, they're fucking gone. Who? Tariq and 007, they were just grabbed and bagged. What the hell are you talking about? I don't know how. They were snatched off the street. Mike, where are our people now? We don't know. Shit. The reality stung like some whipped-up mountain sandstorm. There'd been a security breach. We'd had surveillance units, our DEA agents, and a team from the CNPA, the Counter-Narcotics Police of Afghanistan, parked in undercover vehicles at both ends of the street. But somehow, during the operation, we'd been betrayed. With geometric precision, two compact cars, an older red Toyota Corolla and a gray Honda Civic, came screeching in. The Corolla parked diagonally in front of our undercover vehicle, then the Civic rammed in tight behind. No possible way out. As Mike Marsak described it, four guys, all Afghans, snatched Tariq and 007, pulled them into their vehicle, and made a clean getaway all in a period of less than 90 seconds, so fast that our surveillance people couldn't race to the scene. Tariq and 007 were gone. The speed of the boxing maneuver told me one thing. Whoever snatched our people were trained intelligence operatives. "'Who are we looking at here?' Marsak asked. "'It's too textbook perfect,' I said. "'These guys were raised by the fucking KGB.' I made a flurry of calls to the Langley boys and to the National Directorate of Security, NDS, the Domestic Intelligence Service of Afghanistan. In effect, I was talking to two heads of the same hydra. Although the NDS was an autonomous branch of the Afghan government, our spooks were the puppet masters of the Afghan intelligence apparatus. "'Listen to me! I just lost two people!' I shouted into my Motorola. "'Blanket denials!' One spook with a Midwestern accent kept telling me, No, we have operations today, but nothing involving counter-narcotics. I hung up on her mid-sentence. There was only one possible explanation. A rogue group of Afghan intelligence officers. Agents from the NDS who'd been trained by the Soviets at universities in Moscow and military bases had now gone into side business for themselves. Sure, the business of ripping off actual dealers. They must have had me and my people under surveillance and assumed that our guys, Tariq and 007, were real heroin dealers. It was a validation of our undercover disguises and techniques that we were so utterly believable as an authentic Afghan drug trafficking organization. The rogue unit had planned an audacious rip, kidnap Tariq and 007, steal the dope, steal the buy money, then sell the three kilograms of heroin at pure profit a couple of dead heroin dealers in the Afghan desert. Who was going to ask any questions? No cooperation from the spooks. We'd have to get them ourselves. I grabbed Special Agent Brad Tierney, my right-hand man in Kabul. Brad had been a U.S. Marshal in Tulsa before landing at DEA. Fifty-three years old, tall, with thick brown hair, Tierney was a cop's cop. A guy you could trust with your life. In fact, in the recent past, I'd done just that. Tierney had been stationed in Bangkok with...